0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Paul Fink and the Mavericks Do It Different podcast. This is all about how to do it different, how to create a different result, how to create a different world for you by doing things different, acting different, being different, thinking different, all the components that create the life that you want. And today I am privileged to have a great guest here with us, somebody that I've known for Years and years and years, we hesitate to say how long, and someone that duly respect and talk about some of our journey together and what I've uh, honored with him over the years and some of what his success has been all about. An author, a mentor, someone who is known in multiple different industries, New York Times bestseller, uh, and I believe nine times New York Times bestseller, if I've got the number right, might be beyond that at this point, Uh, started off number one New York Times bestseller, uh, nothing down how to buy real estate with little or no money down, which was the largest selling in real estate investment book history. I've got that book. Um, That was and I highlight that all the time for my clients and everybody that I work with. Just amazing, and known as being a great writer, a great author, a great inspirer, and someone who knows how to create a difference in the world on both a personal, professional level, real estate, how to write, uh, all of the above. Please welcome honored guest, Robert Allen. Such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much,
1: Paul. We we met each other, I think, physically. Was it on uh,
0: Necker Island? it was it was indeed we were both uh, guests there of a uh, friend of ours yeah. uh, and we uh and we connected and you were there with your wife i was there with mine which is always a pleasure um i will tell you and and i didn't bring this up before because i wanted to bring this up live in talking about it is that i don't know whether we've ever talked about the fact that i actually got introduced to you probably a Uh, many years earlier it was probably a decade earlier oh oh, yes Uh Uh, I I, I am I am a product of the product Uh I I, I bought all the books that were in the New York Times bestseller as well as your courses um, early on and it's one of the things that propelled me in real estate when I first got started Mm. Um, I was a young pup and going how do I do this Uh who at the time were like larger than life, one of the the, the key players in the marketplace. Um, tell us a, a little bit about that journey and how you got started and, you know, what were some of those beginning years like?
1: I graduated from BYU with a, a master's in business. I graduated in the one third of my class that made the top two thirds possible. No one would hire me. <clears throat> Was a very bad recession at, at during that particular uh, year. Nobody was hired. Well, everyone else got h- hired except for two of us. And uh, I decided, well, if they're not going to hire me, I can do what I really want to do, which is become a millionaire. So I'd read some books on real estate investing and uh, think and grow rich. I, I read that book, so I thought that's what I'll just do. I'll just think and I'll grow rich. So, so I bought my first property with on a, with a thousand dollars. And let's uh, say the rest is history, uh, made my first million in, in three, four years. Uh, and then I decided to write a book about it. And that, that became the, 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 the number one New York Times bestseller, Nothing Down, which is how to buy real estate with little or no money down. And that followed up by Creating Wealth, also number one New York Times bestseller, both sold over a million copies. Um, and I, 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 I did a lot of real estate that made my first million. But you know what? I tell you the truth. When I started receiving stories of people who'd read my books and told me that, that it had changed their life, I never really got that. I just thought I was writing a book and maybe make a little money from the, from the royalties. But when I started getting these success stories, I, I, it changed my life because I began to realize that, 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 that information is transformative and and so i've always often said i'd rather i'd rather fix up a human being than a piece of real estate any day so i've been doing that ever since i teach seminars and coach and things of that nature uh, for for the last 40 years really 40 45 years uh because i i love it I, i like to create success stories and I don't, frankly, like to buy real estate anymore. I, I don't do a lot of it, tell you the truth. I teach other people how to do it because I, I want to invest every ounce of my energy in creating success stories. And uh, so that's what I do. So that's why we're here. Why, why yeah. I'm 74, 74 years old, 363 days old. So uh, why have I been doing this for many years and probably in? my last breath I want to teach people how to how to win at life
0: that's so amazing and I resonate so much with that I did the same journey where I started off doing real estate and yet my real passion is the coaching and training and, and yeah. there's um it how old were you when you when you wrote no money down I was 30 I think
1: uh came out in 80 so I was 32 it came wow. out in ninety. I started teaching seminars on it, you know, a couple of years earlier, so about thirty ish, and then yep. the book came out in eighty, and uh, and then Creating Wealth came out eighty two. So I mean, that's been forty years now. I, I still get checks. I still get royalties from these crazy books.
0: Uh, I like the word royalty, don't you? Royalty, love that. <laughs> and one of the one of the things that resonates is also that when you got started. It, w- it wasn't about you were the superstar, you were the golden child. you were the one who was top of the class, got all the A's, got all the acolytes, captain of this or that and and that is very common. Uh, we talk about what what builds success and and it it's uh that early success does isn't necessarily the indicator for the rest of your life. What shifted? Like you said, oh, well, they weren't going to hire you. So you just went and did it yourself. Yeah, What's yeah. There, what was your motivation to get your million? What was your motivation to create? Entrepreneurs, of which I am in
1: that class, um, there are about 15% of us are entrepreneurs, about 85% of us are employees. So an employee-minded person is security-oriented, and entrepreneur is freedom-oriented. So I was working at, in my MBA class to become an employee, to be working at somebody else's career and, and having the safety and security and long-time retirement, right? But when they wouldn't hire me, the reason they wouldn't hire me is because as they did their little testing, you know, their little psychological testing on people, you know. They, they could tell I was going to be the lousiest employee they'd ever have because I was just a natural uh, entrepreneur. I wanted to I wanted to take risks. I want to do all kinds of crazy things because freedom was my my number one driver. And so they wouldn't hire me because of that. Now, I didn't know that at the time. I was really very discouraged when I got my 30 rejection letters from the 30 major corporations in the world. And I got all these letters. I laid them on my bed. And uh. I, I I was re- for about a week I thought my life is over. I spent six years in college getting a degree and, and no one's going to hire me. What's going to happen and then one then then my entrepreneur kicked in and my entrepreneur when somebody tells an entrepreneur that you can't that they can't do it, the entrepreneur comes back uh, almost immediately and goes, "Well,
0: watch me, I'm going to do it just because you told me I can't do it you know right. Well- so- Welcome to the maverick universe. Yeah. The maverick mentality of, Hey, screw you. I'm going for it.
1: That's right. So I looked at all these 30 letters and I I never forget to this day, looking at those letters and I got really upset. I said, who are these people? Who who are these people that signed these letters? They're just, they're employees. They're working at a, I don't want to be an employee. Really? I want to be, I want to be a millionaire. So I said, one day I'll earn more money than all 30 of these people combined, which I have done, by the way, because I was pissed. And and it really, that was my motivation. I said, I have to prove these people wrong. And I heard that story a thousand times since. When somebody tells that entrepreneur that you can't do it, they just, something inside of them just goes, you know. So I bought my first property within like a couple of months after graduation. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any credit. I don't have any cash flow. I didn't have any assets. I had a thousand dollars to my name. I put that down on a piece of real estate. I turned it into six thousand dollars within a, a couple of weeks. Then I bought a seven-unit building and I turned that into you know twenty thousand dollars another you know six months. And then I bought a twelve-unit building and a, another twelve-unit building and then another forty-unit building and you know ten units and uh, houses and and all that stuff. So that was the beginning of my story
0: and you, you built all this success and i know so many of uh when i talked to you and i i when i remember one of our first conversations and i asked you something along the lines of you know who are you and you said i'm a i'm an author i'm a writer i i write to inspire and to help others and so many of your books have done that i talk about uh one minute millionaire and talk about that story and that's just Um, for me, that book is all about the concept of motivation is one of the underlying things. Because in that book, you talk about, well, what motivates someone to create the million? Here's a catalyst. uh, The children are being taken away. Catalyst to create that. Could you be in that same space and create it in 90 days? What, what is there a way like you had that fire, you got pissed what can we teach or, or share with the people? We've got people listening all around the world to help them, I don't know, is it get pissed? Is, is that the message?
1: No, no, no that is that is, that can be one thing. So you're either motivated by by moving towards a dream or moving away from a fear. So I, I had both. Moving away from these people who said I couldn't succeed so it was actually it was a it was a, mo, it was a pu, it pushed me to right. push me to keep kind of prove them wrong that's moving away from moving towards this is the nlp language moving towards is uh, what do i want what do i really want you know and so i'll tell you what i wanted i wanted to be a millionaire and i i didn't even know what that really meant to tell you the truth i just so i would you know every time i bought a property i literally would figure out my net worth statement what was my equity on each of these properties I was buying? It was twenty plus thirty plus forty plus ten plus sixteen plus forty-two, and it would add up to be one hundred nineteen thousand, you know. And then the next did I did time I did it would be two hundred twelve thousand. The next time I did it a year later it would be like four hundred nineteen thousand, you know. So I, I tracked it, I, I watched it until I popped above equity-wise, not cash flow-wise, but equity-wise, uh, a million, a million. I became a millionaire. So. I, I I checked that off my list. I did that. And and then it was just like, how do I add more zeros? You know, how do you add? make it 10 million? How do you make it 100 million? Right. So the, the, the million was the first one. And so uh, in, in a book I want to give everybody who was on our webinar here, um, you're going to send it to, um, to success at com. You want to be successful, so you send it success at com. And I want to send you this book. It's a a digital book. This is what it looks like. Can you see that, uh, Paul?
0: We can. Perfect.
1: Okay. So the success, four maps of how successful people, as I go back over my career of 40 plus years, the times when I really, when it really worked was it's all mindset, frankly. And how do you organize your mindset so that you can go do the system things that you want to do? Real estate is a system. Stock market is a system. Uh, like with my book, Multiple Streams of Income, there are 10, 10 systems in there on how to make money. But there's nothing in this book about mindset. And yet mindset is everything. If you don't have the right mindset, it doesn't matter what kind of system I teach you, right? So you got to have the right mindset. And I, I've taught you know millions of people the systems of making money without having taught them much about the mindset because... Honestly, I had the mindset myself. Um, I, I, it was just kind of natural to me. And I, therefore, I, I, I wasn't afraid. I just did stuff. And where most people get stuck and they get afraid. So I said, what do I need to teach people how to get the mindset, which was the book Four Maps. And it's four fundamental maps you draw every day for at least 90 days. So it drives them the, the habits deep into your heart. And oh, it's uh, my gift to all of your, my friends. Uh, you, you please just send it to me. Just say, in, you know, in the tagline, uh, please send me four maps. And uh, I will attach to the email that you send to me the, a copy of the digital copy of the book. And uh, uh, therefore, I'll know what your email address is. You'll go into my database for doing that. But the bottom line is you get a copy of the, this four maps book, which is 40 years of my life condensed into 150 pages of the four fundamental skills you need. Now, skill number one is clarity. And what that means is you must get really clear on what you want. I was really clear on what I wanted. I wanted to make money in real estate and I wanted to be a millionaire in real estate. And I didn't have any money and I didn't have any cash or or credit or any of that stuff. I just had a driving dream and moving away from the, these people I wanted to prove wrong and moving towards the things I really wanted, and those two motivations were important to me. Clarity means, well, let me show you the map. Um, uh, here we go. Let me show that map to you again, uh, the, the book. Let's see, Where is it? where did I put it? There it is. So the, the first map that you draw, this is the actual digital book you're going to get a copy of um the 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 first map looks like this it's clarity see that little stick figure see that little frowny face down there you can draw and this is the smiley face with the four fundamental aspects of 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 a of of an ideal life they've got money that's why that symbol is a dollar bill they've got health that's why that stick figure of a body they've got love in their life and they got free time and if you have those four things, your, your life is usually pretty ideal. And so the question is, how do I get from this life, the, the frowny face life, to the smiley face life? And I give you a five-year trajectory on how to get there. And when you draw this map, you've got to tell me, what are the three fundamental things you really, 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 really want? You know, five years from now, what, what, is, what is non-negotiable in your life? Hmm this must happen. What is a priority in your life? Because when you say a priority, people will tell me all the time, well, my family is a priority or my health is a priority or my, you know, my my relationships are a priority. And, And I'll say, well, yesterday, did you do anything about those priorities? And they'll go, well, no, I actually didn't really, I didn't exercise yesterday and I didn't eat right yesterday. And then I say, well, then it wasn't a priority, was it? Because priority means prior, prior to anything else. You do what's important to you prior. So on a day, and you change your life a day at a time, by the way, so anybody can change their life on a day at a time. What is so important to you that you will do it that day prior to anything else? And then you get it done enough. It's your dream is to make money in real estate, and you got a full time job. Well, then somehow during that day you must do something about that long term five year goal from now. If that's what you if you really want financial freedom, it's a daily thing. It's not something you do it on a weekly basis once a tone. So no, it's daily, and it's a priority. And if you if it's not prior to everything else, then you really 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 weren't important. It wasn't important to you. So. The first map is about getting really clear on seven questions. What do I really, really want? Five years from today, what is non-negotiable to me? Number two, where where do I want that to happen? Where do I want to live five years from now? What's my dream house look like? What am I doing at that time? Where am I living, you know? Um, Another one is uh, how much? I know what I want, but how much do I want? Is that must be a number to it? If there are no numbers attached to your goals, they are not priorities because your brain is a computer and it needs a number. No numbers, no result. Your brain needs to calculate it. So, okay, you want to be financially free? How much is that? I tell people tell me all the time, I want to be financially free. You know, and I go, well, what does that mean? And They go, well, you know, where I, I don't have any worry about money. I say, well, how much money are we talking about here? What are your bills right now? How much do you need to be free right now? Like your, your house is paid for, your, your rent is paid for, your car is paid for, your food's paid for, your whatever. All your budget is done. It's free. Money flows in without you working. How much is that? And they always come up with big numbers like 100,000 a month, or 200,000 a month. You know, And I go, I can guarantee that ain't going to happen because you're, thinking, you're not thinking realistically. You say, well, you're not supposed to think realistic when you set your goals. You're supposed to be these big, big, hairy ass goals, be, be hags, you know, big. Right. And I go, <clears throat> before you set a be hag, set a realistic, like, this is what I really need in order to be funny. If I could get this amount of money, that would set me free. Right. And therefore, I need to live that kind of lifestyle where I'm not going out and buying fancy cars and houses and watches and everything else and, and overspending it. We all overspend. So where you are literally willing to live a modest lifestyle until you hit your financial freedom goal. So anyway, how much do I need? Who is going to help me get it? And who's going to benefit when when I do? That's a who question. Um, um, how, when, where, who, why? Why do you want this? Why, why do you want to be? Not for me. I want to be a millionaire. What? Why? I, Frankly, don't know. I just knew it was non-negotiable, and even today, I still really don't know. I just kind of like it. It's kind of nice. <laughs> kind of nice.
0: To be Better than the alternative, I yeah, tell Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. nice. Uh,
1: but uh, and, and and then finally, there are seven questions. So the final question is: Okay, how how are we going to pull that off? So the first six questions are mindset questions. The seventh question is a system question. And most people always go to the system question first because they don't have a successful mindset. And therefore, they're always asking themselves, well, how am I going to do this? Right. Instead of asking, what do I really want? Because once you tell your brain what you really want, your brain now becomes a a heat-seeking missile and therefore, as you look out at the world, you're watching television, you go to a watching a movie, you're talking to people, you're at a seminar, whatever, you now are honed in on the reason that I'm even existing at this point is to make sure that happens in my life. And therefore, it's non-negotiable. So now there are but, personal things that you do. There are families that you, you raise. There's your spiritual values. Those, are, those things are fundamental to everyday I'm talking about projects for money-making projects. Um, you're, obviously, you want your family to be successful. So that's number one, right? Really. For me, God is number one. That's what I do every day. This morning when I got up at 5 o'clock, I'm reading my scriptures. I'm praying. That's what I do. Why? Because it's a priority to me. Then I'm thinking about my family. You know, That's second on the list. Then, then I'm talking about projects. That's why... This is a project, we're talking money stuff now. So it's later on in the day that I checked off the list before we talked. And I did that because I had a car accident in 2003 and I woke up in the hospital and I said to myself, oh my gosh, I I could have died last night. I, I, I should have died last night. If I had met my maker last night, would I have been able to say, that I had put him first, that he was a priority in my life? The answer was no, no. I would have said, yeah, I've been really busy. See, it wasn't a priority. Oh, yeah, I went to church regularly. I had my spiritual values. I read from time to time, you know, the scriptures that are important to me. But the truth was, no, he wasn't a priority. And I said to myself, because of that car, 20 years ago, This March, March 15, 20 years ago. I will will never start a day again without making sure I check that off my to-do list. And there might have been a handful of days i missed in 20 years, but very, very few. And um, so what I'm saying is I'm sharing with you my spiritual values or my values. They may not be yours, but what I'm trying to teach you is whatever is important to you needs to be done every day, because a day is a metaphor for your entire life. You wake up in the morning, the sun comes up, you get born. You go to bed at night, the sun goes down, you're, you die. A day is the metaphor for your entire life. And therefore, you need to live that day as if, as if it is your entire life. And you, what you do that day is saying, say, saying to everyone around you, this is important to me. This is my life. This is what I do now. Right now, you and I are talking, Paul. Why am I doing this? Because it's important to me. Right. You asked me to be part of this podcast. I've got other things I could do, Paul. I got other things I could do. But right. well, why? Why am I talking to you right now? Because it's priority to me. Right to teach this, to share the lessons I've learned, uh, is part of my reason for breathing. So I'm not going to say no to you. I'm going to say, yeah, let's do it. you know. And I want to give away a copy of this book because I know it'll change many people's lives. And and um, I'll, you'll be on my database, so you'll hear about other things I'm doing later on. But the point is, if we never talk again, everybody, you need to send an email to success at robertallen.com. And let me send you a copy of this book. And, and it's my gift to you
0: because I believe it'll change your life. I- highly recommend it uh with all the writings and i haven't read this book so i'm getting on that list right away and that's at robert (laughs) allen.com and so much of what you teach resonates and one of the couple things i want to highlight one is recognize that for everyone that's listening that and it's something that I honor with you, and look to step into that role all, every day. And that is be the walking, talking example of what I teach. Yeah. And so that when people want to know what does it look like, they can come and hang out and see what it looks like. And that's what, from early on, you talked about this, and you said, "Oh, well, you've got to track it and and look at all the numbers," and then your first real estate go around, what did you do? You tracked all the numbers and you tracked all that to, to measure, not not for the acolytes, right? But to see, all right, I want to be a millionaire. There's the track, there's the proof. I got it. This was my criteria. This is how I was going to measure it. And I tracked it all out. I actually remember putting that same exact spreadsheet together for myself when I first got started. And, and, and I was like, Always started having flashbacks. Yeah, so profound. And then the morning ritual and the priorities and understanding every day. It's not about skipping holidays or skipping your birthday. Or oh well, it's here's a question for you. When people say, "Oh well, what are you doing? Your, when when's your downtime?" Come on, like you, what, what what's your downtime? When's your time off? Like all this every day, every day, every way. Uh, it sounds exhausting. When do you just give yourself a break? Are you asking me that question? What What's your answer to that?
1: Well, uh, it follows from my my relationship with my wife. We kind of made an agreement, right, early in our marriage because she had a father that wasn't present a lot. And, uh, and, and she said, I, I don't want that kind of relationship, you know. My husband's got to be present in our family. So she made a deal with me. She said, you quit around six and you give the weekends to me and I'll stay, and I'll stay married to you.
0: <laughs> that's nice. Um, so so you really say that's your downtime?
1: Yeah. And my downtime, well, I, since I speak a lot around the world, um, then when when we go, we go together. Like we just got back from... Uh, I spoke in Italy to a group of about 4,000 people, and it was very wonderful. I I got to spread a message of enlightened entrepreneurship is what I call it. And uh, it's my way of introducing enlightened concepts. But most people, when they think money and enlightened, they don't go together. That's an oxymoron. Well, um, the book, The One Minute Millionaire, is the subtitle is The Enlightened Way to Wealth. And that means, yeah, you want to make money, but you know, money is not the object. The money, money of the object is the object of the money is to be able to give a lot of it away. And to to be honest and ethical in what you do, and to have spiritual values, whatever they are to you. Um, people who are gravitate gravitate to me. Uh, will not be offended when I mention my spiritual values. I don't get really specific about my spiritual values. I say, when I'm talking to an audience in China, for instance, I'll ask them, these Chinese, most of them have been raised to be atheists. And I'll ask the audience. I said, how many of you believe in a higher power? I'm using a very generic word. And 90% of the people raise their hands to that question. And they've been trained for 80 years to be atheistic and yet they they know they know there's a higher power and i'll say i won't talk i won't get specific i said we all believe in a higher power at the wholesale level it's at the retail level where things get a little confusing you know there's all kinds of different paths you know up this mountain and i believe there's a true path personally but i'm not here to talk about that i'm here to say whatever you think the path is you know. Uh, is important to you, but I think you need to acknowledge that. And I, I think, because how how powerful is higher power, when you think about it, high power, high, how powerful is higher power? Does higher power know? Today we're shooting this on a Wednesday. Does higher power know which stocks are going to go up tomorrow on Thursday, or does higher power not know that? And and I'll ask the audience, and I'll get about a third say, "No, the higher power doesn't know that. Nobody knows that." And I two-thirds will say, "Never thought of it, but yeah, yeah, he probably does. Probably does. OK, Does higher power know where all the real estate deals are right now? Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 he does. yeah. Right now, this very second, he knows where all the unbelievable, incredible real estate deals are right now. Does a higher power know where all the good business ideas are? The new, like the new things coming up, like, like chat GPT and, you know, all that stuff. Does, does, does does the higher power, did he know that before last November when chat GPT became really public? And the answer is, oh yeah, yeah, higher power knew that. Then why wouldn't you put higher power on your board of directors and, and say, listen, I tell you what, when I earn any money, any money at all, You get the first 10%. Where do you want me to give it? Which church, which cause, charity, philanthropy? Where do you want me to give it? The first 10% goes to you. Where do you want it? And that's called first giver. Be a first giver, not a last giver. Most of us are last givers. We got we paid for the car and everything, a little deal. Then we took that trip to Europe. And then, oh, there was like a thousand bucks left over. Okay, you get the thousand. No, no. Check rise in your mailbox or I want around. to
0: talk to you about about that concept. So I remember at this question came up years ago when we were talking and we were uh uh running uh, kind of having a group therapy session with a mastermind group, yeah. and you were facilitating the conversation at the time. And there were some questions around this, and you mentioned about giving to yourself was the second 10%. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've shared that message over the years. Now it's been uh, I I think it's been like fifteen years. Oh, yeah. and, uh, I've shared that message, and people get confused. Like, what does that mean? That second ten percent that you give to yourself, first ten percent to to higher power, to oh, yeah. the, the 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 charity, to the world, yeah. second second ten percent to you. What does that really mean?
1: Well, it means you you are saving the money that flows into your life first, you know, basically second, uh, the richest man in Babylon, basically that's, he says you should give your pay yourself first. And then you live on the rest. I say, you know, you pay higher power first, right? You pay yourself second. Then you go spend on whatever else you want to do. Probably IRS would be third. Right. So, Uh, so, and people go, but wait, I've got to pay the electric bill. Yeah, because you yeah. lived yourself into a into a a standard of living that didn't require giving or saving, and therefore you have to change your lifestyle in order to do that. Now, d- do did I do that? Uh, let's get really honest here.
0: Yeah. No, no, I didn't do
1: that. I I did I did my giving part, but until my accident, I really was a I paid my tithing like I pay my taxes. You increase your expenses and you lower your income to pay the lowest amount you can right so uh i i paid it but it was not really really like priority it wasn't yeah well it was a priority but i just fudged a little here and there but no no no, since my car accident
0: oh i hear you loud and clear Um, uh the the other component though is that i actually have been in this situation and when I was first coming up and hard times hit, it was I paid myself first before my electric bill. And, wow. I, and I talked about that and told people, you know, there are periods of time where looking at your bills, they will be there tomorrow. So yeah, right. in on your future, right. and I'm paying yourself and paying your future before you pay those people.
1: Yeah. It's hard to learn. I, I wish I had done that, frankly, in the early part of my life, as I did not have that habit. And so, you know, many, many, many millions of dollars have gone through my fingers. And I just wish I could go re- re- rewind it about 40 years and just put 10% away for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. And, yeah. and, uh, but, uh, but I didn't. Uh, well, know, was I had, One of those things, if only so, I bought later on in my life. Right. So, um, this is a, a habit I wish everyone would do. I think it's the greatest secret to wealth. The giving first is the greatest secret I could teach anybody. Because I'm not saying that it's an investment. We, I got to be careful about this. Because people, usually when they go to some Christian churches, they teach, you know, if you pay your tithing, if you pay your giving, you pay the church, whatever, that, you, that you'll be hundredfolded. That, you know, by giving to, the, and, and, and the answer, the truth of the matter is, yeah, that does happen, but you don't do it because of that. You do it because you've already been hundredfolded. You've already been blessed. So beyond, you already are the richest people in the history of the world. Us now, really, no matter where we are in, in this country, we are the richest people in the history of the world, the top 1%. Of the history of the world. We are so blessed, it's ridiculous. And we see someone else's fancy car and we feel you know feel jealous, but hey, come on. You know, so you don't you don't pay your giving. You don't give because please, God, please bless me with a hundredfold more. No, no. You give because you've already been given. You already got it. You don't expect anymore. And if you get anymore, you get more to give, not more to get. You don't get to give. No, I'm sorry, you don't get to get. You don't sorry, but you don't give to get. You right. give, and that's a totally radically different concept. That's that's what I call enlightened wealth.
0: Truly really amazing, and and so many aspects of and this conversation for people to focus in on: one, walk you talk; two, track what you want; have that clarity of mind of of where you're going, and understand the priorities in your life will show up. Every day of your life, what you focus on expands and every day you're focused on your priorities, whether consciously or unconsciously, you're focused on your priorities. And that is such a profound message to look back. What you do yesterday, is that what you're claiming to be your priority of your future? and. And when you recognize that, you'll change today and every day thereafter to readjust.
1: Eventually, it, but it doesn't show up too uh, immediately. It it's like compound interest. the 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 growth of compound interest is very slow at first, but it, once you build the habit up, then it starts to go exponential. But there's a long period of time where it doesn't look like anything's happening. You know, yeah, it looks like oh. hey, it's supposed to get. I'm supposed to be rich by now. And then I'm into it eight years now. What's the deal? And then blows up, right?
0: So for everyone that's listening, we're talking to Robert Allen. Robert Allen is best-selling author, absolutely has a great gift. And we've talked about that already. And we'll highlight that again in just a moment. Uh, And with all that you've done, you get to those moments, and you were just talking about, man, you're great at being grounded. Your honest talk, straightforward, down to earth style has always been attractive to the world. And yeah, and you talk real. And the real part is as an entrepreneur, we go through the process step by step, by step by step. and then we look around we're like, all right, our life's freaking the same. Like so what do we what's the message? How do you think know? Uh, as they've gone through the journey, that they're on the right track if they don't see the proof of the pudding, if you will, in front of them immediately? What do, how do they know they're in the right track and what should they be doing to keep going forward internally, externally?
1: Uh, well, the, the answer to that question is, um, let me go back to our my little uh, little book here.
0: Did I set up our book? Oh, you did. Excellent.
1: You, you set it up just perfectly. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um and it for all though while I was looking for the book, recognize a, I haven't read the book yet. This is uh, brand okay. new stuff that we're all getting and receiving now. And two, is this is a clear, real question that I get on a regular basis. How do you know? Yeah, the and, way
1: to you know is the, the the four the four habits. First, first habit is you got to know what you want. That's clarity. Anticipation is realizing that it's not going to be as easy as you thought. And therefore, most people never get to that point because they go off and try to make some money and they fail a little bit at it. They're not ready to fail because they were living their dream. And then they have a nightmare and they are not willing. They don't go through the nightmare. They don't. They they so anticipation is a second skill third one is ritual we you mentioned that word that means what do you do on a daily basis to prepare yourself and the fourth one is is what i call task and this is this is the left brain part the right brain is dreaming that's easy everybody can dream that's that's easy to do but the 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 fourth skill and i'll show you that map right here i'm scanning it here here's here's the here's the fourth this is what the fourth skill looks like
0: highlight like
1: that so yep.
0: Full screen.
1: This this guy right here is where, where what are my three projects? What are three non-negotiables for me? And in five years from now, I, I want to know what they are and I want to know the numbers of them. So I I go I go back to the one year done. A done is how do I break down the five-year objective into a one-year done? I use the word done. I don't use the word goal. Goals are weak, they're weak. They're weak words. Goals mean you gotta you hope they happen and most of our goals don't. So I don't use that word. I use the word done. If I'm, if I'm gonna say that it will be done in one year, it is done because my word is on the line. So I only select a stepping stones to the big objective, uh, things that must get done in the next year. And it, so therefore I'm tracking my project progress, progress and then my must means the same project, project number one here. This is my one-year done. This is my one-day must. Today I must do a little tiny baby step so that my, my one-year you know, objective, my done, gets done. And it's not pushing it off always into the future, procrastinating it away. And therefore, my ideal actually happens. It becomes realistic. So the the how I know it gets done is I'm doing these little tiny baby steps, and I don't expect to get um, I don't expect to see a result immediately, but I'm compound interesting it little tiny little baby steps every single day for 365 days until I get what I said I would do. So this is how you track it every day. You know, you literally draw that map, and so. Eventually, having drawing this for ninety days straight, you you finally go, uh, "Do I really want do I, do I really want this thing I said that was non-negotiable?" Yeah, and usually when you're writing it down every day, you go Maybe I really don't want that to tell you the truth I kind of it kind of was a kind of a wish, but you know, I really, re- what I really would rather have is, you know, and, and so what Brian Tracy taught me, the writing it down yeah. every day project, he writes his goals down every day. And I, I draw my goals every day, my, my done's every day, my must's, right? I draw them uh, until they finally become so ingrained in you, you, you just kind of know what, what it is you want because you've been very clear you're written it down, right? and you've, been re- you've reversed engineered it. To, so if I did this little thing today, I, I'll get this thing in a year. And if I get this thing in a year, then I'll probably, if I do that year after year after year, I'm gonna get what I really wanted. So.
0: When you get to those days and you say, you know, no, this isn't what I want. I realize that now. Well, what do you do? Well,
1: I uh, like Steve Jobs. He said every year he'd have a meeting with his company, 5,000 people. Who are the top 100 in his in his company? He, he says, if the company goes down, these are the 100 I'm going to put in the lifeboat with me. And then he'd meet with them on a retreat every year. And he'd say, what should Apple do next year? And they'd write a list of 20 things that they should do and nailed it, narrowed it down to 10 projects, things they could work on. How to take Apple to the next level. What new project should they add? Should it be an iPad? Should it be, you know, an iPhone? What should it be? And then they would fight and argue over the, the list of, of priorities until they get to 10. And then he would take a pen at the end of the event and cross out the bottom seven. And he said, we can only do these three. And then he would refuse to let them do the other seven. And he says, we need to focus. So you focus on the three that are, in the, that are your three major projects. But you always have a, a list in the, in, the, in, the, in the secondary waiting list four, five, six, seven, you know. And so eventually, you'll either accomplish one of those three, and you cross it off your list. And therefore, number four becomes number three. Or you'll go, you know what, I really don't want number three. It's really not that important to me. And I think I'd rather have number four. So you cross number three off, and you replace it with number four. So you, you always have this, these intuitive things like, I could do this, I could do that, I, you know entrepreneurs they have you know multiple entrepreneurial ideas all the time. The problem is they get distracted with whole bunches of them instead of being apple apple oriented. Well no, we only do one we only do these three, and it's got to be insanely great. if it's not insanely great, it doesn't belong at Apple, and that's why Apple is the number the most valuable company in the history of the world
0: that's it's amazing and And the concepts that you're bringing to the forefront are concepts that you're pulling from some of the great modern people of our time and bringing it to the forefront for living your life. And that's that's a great lesson to follow in all this as well. And thank you so much for that. What's my time is running out here. Yes. What what what's next? What what's your next big big rock? What's your number one, two, and three that maybe we can. uh, Support you with, or watch as you uh, journey through this.
1: Uh, well, number one for me, I like to teach people how to write best-selling books, and it's the thing I, you know, with my real estate coaching. I, I had maybe two hundred coaches that would people teach th- tens of thousands of people. We've coached none of which I coached myself. Zero, and it was twenty, thirty thousand dollars with the coaching programs that we would market. But it was because I'm not passionate about real estate coaching. I very, very rarely do much of it anymore. Uh, but what I'm passionate about is working one-on-one with people to, to get their, the book out of them and get them into a form that makes it a bestseller. So I like to do that. I'll be teaching a, uh, a uh, we call it a summit, the a best selling author summit. So if you go to success at robertallin.com and you order that, get that free book, I'll be letting you know on my database, hey, the summit's happening, and it'll be free. So you're welcome to watch it. And it'll be t- two days of free content of me teaching you what I've learned in, in 50 years of how to create a best-selling book, how to become a number one New York Times bestseller. And I can tell you one thing, you do have a book in you. You know you do. Here. You've always wanted to write it, but you maybe didn't know how, or you wrote it and nobody, nobody saw it because you didn't know how to write it. There are 12 stupid mistakes that all best-selling authors make. And if you want to know what those 12 stupid mistakes are, then just put that in the email to me. Say, send me the 12 stupid mistakes. And you'll be able to read what those stupid mistakes are. And then I'll teach you in the, the summit how you can uh, know more about how we can work together or how you can uh, have a digital way of, of learning. I've recorded videos you can watch. But uh, that's, that's, that's project number one for me, frankly, I, I like it. And I'm, you know, i a whole business around that. And then I do my, my regular coaching with the real estate people who market me. Uh, that's my licensing programs where you go on social media and I'm um, there were 30 million everywhere. views last year, everywhere. and so I teach all that stuff is on social media and all of them, you can find Robert Allen, it's either nothing down Robert Allen or creating wealth, Robert Allen. And and all the videos I've shot at all. You can watch them all. And if you want to get other free stuff from me, then just sign up and we'll send you stuff, right? Uh, so I, that's part of my purpose in life. So that happens. And those are those are two big ones, frankly.
0: Absolutely. Everyone listening in, go to success at robertallen.com. Success at robertallen.com. Ask for the book. Ask for the big mistakes. As, that you make as a author or writer to create your bestseller. Um, he is the king of writing and creating best-selling books. Every one of them just drives to the top of the through New York Times bestseller list over and over and over again. I've witnessed this over the decades that I've been involved in this industry. Uh, and it's just been an honor to have you here, Robert. Uh, just a pleasure. And uh, looking forward to doing more. I look forward to being there in the room as well at uh, your events and being a part of all this and continuing our journey together. And um, thank you so much.
1: See hey, Paul. See everybody. Have a great life. Get those. Get that free book. I think it'll it'll change the way you look at the world.
0: You absolutely, he's giving you his email. Use it, use it, use it. For all of you out there, we're on a journey together. Continue to tap in, continue to share. Listen to this week's episode over and over and over again. There are so many nuggets in it. So I want you to listen to it over and over again. It's there for you. Mavericks Do a Different podcast. Really appreciate you sharing, liking, commenting, giving us a review, five-starring it to death, this is uh, really key, uh, getting the words out there because we want to share everything that we have with all of you and everybody that we know to increase our community every single day. Robert Allen, thank you so yeah, much.
1: You. God bless. Take Bye. care now,
0: everyone.